0: Welcome to the Multi Orgasmic Mama podcast where sexy motherhood taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex and JDEG coach and tantric sex teacher, all around pleasure and prosperity advocate and mama of two. If you are looking to get the spark back in your sex life and relationship, if you'd like to revive desire and feel sexy again without hormones, years of therapy, or trying things that don't feel authentic in the bedroom, then download my free Ignite Your Desire e Guide at www www.tillystorm.com forward slash e-guide. This episode is brought to you by the Centrally Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. Welcome back, hot mamas. It is almost Mardi Gras here in New Orleans. And even though this time of year might not be as festive as it has been in the past, I am so excited to be able to share with you our guest for today, which brings me almost as much joy as a normal Mardi Gras season. I had the opportunity to to interview this week, a sexually embodied woman graduate who had her first cervical orgasm on Christmas day. Oh my goodness. Her name is Amira and she is a health and fitness coach who helps moms rejuvenate their bodies postpartum and support them on their motherhood journey. In her interview, she shares how the JDEG practice helped her reconnect with her body and her sexuality after having kids, and how she learned what she liked sexually. And grew the confidence and the courage to ask for it. So if you want to be the next Essentially Embodied Woman success story, the time is now. Hot Mamas registration closes for this round that starts March 3rd on March 2nd, 2021. Head to www.tillystorm.com forward slash essentially dash embodied woman for all of the details and to apply. All right. Hey there, Mary. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your amazing story. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. I will always go down as remembering you as Miss Cervical Orgasm on Christmas Day. (laughs) Best Christmas present ever. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Well, Um, For those of you that don't know, Amira did the Centrally Embodied Woman course in November in which we just finished the program this past week, and I invited her on to share with you her journey through the program. So other than having uh, cervical orgasms on Christmas and other amazing things, like maybe you want to share with us your win from yesterday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... um gosh, you know, Valentine's is coming up and I'm feeling so amazing right now compared to where I was before I started the program. And I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to go buy some lingerie. And I specifically had in mind something that I wanted to wear that I would feel good and that I would feel sexy. in, uh, regardless of what anybody else would think, you know, because yeah, I just want to feel good. And so I went and took my youngest child to the store and uh, got myself something um, soft and lacy and luscious. And I'm so excited <laughs> to wear it. I'm having a hard time keeping it as a surprise for my husband. because <laughs> I'm so excited about it. <laughs>
0: That is awesome. I love it. Oh my God. Yeah, when I saw her post, it was about like I picked something out that I liked for me, not for him. But I got it because I liked it. And I was like, heck yeah, because that's what that's where that confidence really comes from. It's like when you feel sexy from the inside out, not from the outside in, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit about you and your family and what you were struggling with before you ever joined Essentially Embodied Woman in the first place.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm married and I have two kids, three and six. And my husband and I had kind of a whirlwind of a courtship and I got um, pregnant pretty quickly, which (laughs) we joke that it was actually good for our relationship because it forced us to stay together and work through our shit in that we had such little time to appreciate and explore each other. And, um, you know, I was at the time on my own self-discovery journey and I was just starting to get little glimpses of who I was, you know, outside of uh, long-term relationships or anything like that, getting pregnant without planning it. Like it totally rocked my world and, Um, I was so emotional and I just kind of disconnected. Like I had no idea who I was anymore with that identity as a mother. And so I was just wandering through my life, kind of feeling lost and disconnected. And I had some fairly traumatic um, birth experiences. It, It wasn't, you know, nothing major, major, but it wasn't It wasn't amazing. It wasn't the beautiful birth that we all picture ourselves having, right? You know, so things did not go as planned. And that just, you know, put me into more disconnect from myself and my body. And I had a complete lack of desire. Like, you know, I'd give in once in a while and have sex with my husband. But I was like, okay, come on, (laughs) get it over with. And every once in a while, like I was starting to get to the point where, oh yeah, this kind of feels good. Like, yeah, eventually I can probably get back into this again. But it was uh, definitely not anything noteworthy. <laughs> and um, aside from that, like I didn't, I didn't even know what I wanted. Like I couldn't tell him to do something different because I didn't know what I liked um, or what would feel good. And even if I did. I just had this inability to speak up for myself and use my voice to you know say hey mm, that doesn't really feel good you know and I was just <laughs> I was kind of a wreck.
0: <laughs> yeah, well you're you're not the only one. That's so many women yeah. that join my programs and work with me one on one or in the group program for sure is just this like yeah, I never got taught about pleasure. I don't know what works for me, much less like how to speak up about it in a way that feels good and empowering and awesome. So yeah. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about what you had done in the past. Like, I know your births were kind of not how you'd hoped that they would go. Uh, like, what did you do to try and heal from that? What did you do to try and get your spark back and your passion back for life um before you joined the program that may or may not have really worked.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I did after my second child, is I went to a pelvic floor PT, you know, I had some, some pain and some prolapse and stuff. And so uh, she was able to help me fix that. And I had done a program on postpartum corrective exercise, mostly for myself, but uh, I was inspired to bring that to other women. So I'm doing that in my life now. But I knew there was something wrong. I worked uh, with another friend of mine who's a coach. She was amazing. She helped me clear a lot of stuff, limiting beliefs and just like old bullshit stories and stuff that weren't serving me that were keeping me, you know, stuck in all of this. Um and I think she was really able to bring me to a place where I could admit that I had, you know, some issues around sexuality and pleasure and all of that and so so finally I was I was ready for you. <laughs> and I just had to join the program. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I'm so interested to hear about what you thought about the jade egg practice before you joined Magos. Because uh, Amira, you do, she's actually a coach and she helps other women uh, with postpartum corrective exercises and healing modalities and sort of things like that. I don't know how to explain everything you do, but (laughs) um, so I know you're like super intelligent and well-versed. You are like setting up for a course with Tammy Lynn Kent, I believe, who, you know, talked who wrote the book Wild Feminine, which I always love and recommend. Uh, so tell me what did you think about the JDEG practice?
1: So yeah, I was a bit hesitant at first um, because uh within my professional group, you, we've had some discussions about, you know, JDG or vaginal weights or any sort of strengthening. And with the emphasis that it can really exacerbate pelvic floor issues, especially if you're if you have a hypertonic pelvic floor just like really tight, adding any kind of extra weight to it can really just cause it to clamp down and get uh, more tight. So I was a little cautious and hesitant going into the jade egg practice. And I thought, well, you know what? Tilly says this is The way to do it, you know. Um, So, okay, I'll give it a shot. And the first week of trying it, that's exactly what I experienced was that super tight, painful, like more painful pelvic floor than I've ever experienced. Those muscles just clamped down. And so I used some of my own training to reverse the breathing that you coach in the practices to do it in more of a way that I relax my pelvic floor more and I've actually really come to enjoy (laughs) the jade egg practices now that I've gotten over that hurdle and I won't discourage my clients from doing anything like that just bring that awareness to them that like hey it can help but it can you know also exacerbate so
0: watch what you're doing so Cool. So tell me about what you had to do to help relax your pelvic floor. Well, one thing before you go into that, because there are women that do need to strengthen and tone it. And then there are women who hold so much conditioning and trauma in their pelvic floor that the tension is a problem. And if there's any teacher that teaches a very feminine way I think it would be me because there are lots of egg teachers that are like oh it's all about strengthening and let's lift weights with our vaginas and all sorts of stuff and I don't do that like we don't have any weight training in my program at all it's not that yeah. it's mostly about teaching you how to relax so that it can actually get toned and strengthened so tell me like what was your process for that
1: um, so what I learned and what I teach, um, has to do with the breathing. And the very first thing I do with all my clients is teach them how to breathe the right way. Um, cause so many of us are a bit reverse in our breathing, <laughs> which you mentioned, um, like you teach the breathing the way you do, because that's what people are used to. So instead on the inhale relax the pelvic floor, you breathe into the pelvic floor. So I um, practice what we call 360 breathing. So you're breathing, it's like blowing up a balloon, it doesn't just expand in one spot. So you don't want to just breathe into the belly or just breathe into the chest, but you breathe all around. So inhale and expand and relax. And on the use the exhale, you get that natural contraction of the pelvic floor with every exhale, but then just using that exhale to accentuate the contractions when we did contractions with the jade egg. So it was just basically reversing the breathing and making sure that I'm getting that full 360 breath on the inhale. Yeah, And it was able to keep the muscles a little, quite a lot more quiet actually. So
0: yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So the first week and in our Jade, um, Jade egg practices is teaching you how to drop into pleasure without the goal of orgasm. Right. And then the second week is, uh, trauma healing and healing in general. So you're learning so many different ways to relax the pelvic floor so that it can release some of the, tension and the stress hanging out there. Uh, But you were experiencing that tension in the first week (laughs) with the pleasure week, even. Um, Yes. yes. So tell me what were some of your greatest wins around that? Because as I mentioned, you know, cervical orgasms on Christmas. Um, So what were some of the things that helped you to get there? Uh, do you find that the jade egg helped you? Uh, do you find it was something else that helped you to get there? Like what were your, greatest? Words, in your opinion?
1: The jade egg was definitely a, <clears throat> excuse me, a magical experience. Every time I did a jade egg practice, I would just feel energized and turned on and just, you know, Ready to receive pleasure in whatever form, even if it's just, you know, doing a puzzle with my kids or something, you know, that (laughs) it just really helped bring, helped me bring pleasure into uh, my daily life. And yeah, I have noticed definitely a stronger pelvic floor, which has made sex and orgasms way better (laughs) than I think they've probably ever been in my life. So, so yeah definitely the jade egg was amazing
0: yeah <laughs> awesome every time I use it uh for like a couple weeks at a time I always find my orgasms are way stronger as well um it's kind of one of those lifestyle practices like once you start a practice and you start doing it and then you don't do it for a little while it's like oh Right. More often because my orgasms are so much better when I do them. Uh but yeah, there's definitely times when I go, you know, a month or two without using my JDEG, and then I'm like, oh, right, I need to be doing my practices again. Um, so yeah. Right. Yeah. And for somebody
1: like me that was, you know, experiencing a lack of desire doing the JDEG practices definitely um brought that desire to the surface. And so you know, I'll notice like, Oh, my husband and I are kind of going through a dry spell right now. Oh yeah. I haven't done my training for a week. I should, you know, <laughs> should get back on that. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, you said something really interesting. There's like um, with the lack of desire, you know, doing the practice has helped me. If someone is sitting here thinking, well, how did you even get yourself to the point where you could do a Jedic practice to help? You know, it's like that n- initial input energy that you got to to get things going, to get that ball rolling. Like, how did you overcome that? Um,
1: so, uh, you always recommend that we do like a warm up practice to get just a little bit turned on, um, and it's usually some sort of like body massage or just you know touching yourself and just using your hands and figuring out what feels good on your body. And so I just experimented each time, you know, touching different parts in different ways. And I actually found what my body likes and enjoys and what actually turns me on. And Um, I've been able to share that with my husband now. I'm like, you know, in foreplay, I'm like, no, don't do that. That's me. (laughs) Do this instead. Um, So it just really a lot of experimentation um, with just literally getting in touch with my body helped me find, you know, the things that lit me up a little bit. And um, so then using that
0: energy then to go into the jade egg practice. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, were there any other big ones or celebrations or breaks that you want to share with us from the program?
1: Yeah. So aside from the, you know, the desire and the orgasms and all the wonderful things, like actually learning how to use my voice to speak up for myself and not just sexually, just like I was, my parents used to always tease me about how indecisive I was. Um, you know, I couldn't make up my mind. I couldn't make a decision. I couldn't voice what I wanted, you know, kind of like for fear of rejection or being made fun of or whatever. But a lot of the practices that we've done, like I'm finally figuring out like what I like. And so what I like in my whole life, then I can say, Hey, <laughs> You know, this is what I want, and um, kind of just stand up for myself and speak with my own voice and get the things that I want. And it's kind of, I didn't know it was so simple as just being able to ask for it,
0: right? Right. Isn't that crazy? So- <laughs> I mean, it should be so obvious to everyone, but there's such a link between the cervix and the throat. And I've talked about that several times on the podcast, but the cervix and the throat are connected through vagus nerve and when you're activating one you're activating the other so it comes as no surprise to me that as soon as Amira started having cervical orgasms that her throat was able to open up and she was able to speak her desires more clearly and fully so i'm also wondering like how do you feel this is showing up in your business because i remember you had a big win in your business too yeah
1: yeah so i was um just fully immersed in the program and not really thinking directly about trying to get clients or anything like that. And I was just, you know, really in it, experiencing the pleasure and the the freedom that I was feeling. And out of the blue, this woman contacted me and was like, hey, I want to work with you. And I was like, okay. Like I had done nothing on social media for months. You know, I hadn't I wasn't advertising any programs or one-on-one coaching or anything. And this woman was just like, Hey, I want to work with you. I'm, I need, I need what you have. And I'm like, Oh, cool. That's great. (laughs) So, and I was able to charge, um, an amount of money that I felt good with and not something, um, you know, that I was asking for out of, you know, fear or lack, or, you know, it wasn't just a couple hundred bucks to work with me you know it cost her more so um but totally worth it and I feel better about um you know taking on a client at this time if I'm actually getting something out of it myself so
0: right (laughs) (laughs) yes working on that that giving and receiving yes
1: Yes, yes, definitely the ability to receive as well. Yeah, that's a, that was a big, a big
0: point for me. (laughs) Yeah, so many women are such great, they're so great at giving. We're all so great at giving. But receiving is much more of a challenge for most of us. And it can be such a great thing to work on your sexuality to learn how to receive because you really do. It teaches you to learn how to receive and expand your capacity to receive. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a byproduct of working on your sexuality is that you expand that capacity. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was. You know, always in my life, I was like the awkward one If somebody complimented me. I'm like, oh, gosh, uh, uh," you know, (laughs) um, our last call, our graduation call, I was getting like this flood of, you know, (laughs) compliments from the women in the group. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's so nice. Thank you. (laughs) And I could receive them. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. That was (laughs) that was great. That was huge for me.
0: Yay. That's so amazing to hear. I know the first time I went to a retreat uh, with a bunch of women and we did this practice where we were receiving compliments for like an hour. And it, it got to the point where like a couple of women were starting to get nauseated and wanted to go vomit because it was just so difficult to receive so many words of praise and compliments and you know, we're just so good at dismissing them when we get them like learning how to really take that. in. it's, it's shock, It's a shock to our nervous system when we start to receive like that, you know, it's like, Oh, freak out. Oh, I need to go vomit this up because I can't hold it in literally. Right. Uh, so I love that, you know, your work on your sexuality has been able to expand your capacity to take all of that goodness in because it really does take you out of survival and into thriving. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I've definitely felt that for sure. That's awesome. Well, what do you feel, what do you feel is possible for you now that you've completed the program?
1: Anything I want (laughs) really, you know, I, I feel empowered to continue just loving myself and really putting myself first because I've, Seen firsthand how, when you know, I'm consistent with my practices the pleasure practices, or just any kind of practice that I want to do you know, yoga, pranayama, anything that makes me feel good then I am better able to provide for my family and for others, you know, my clients. And so many tools that I can use to just go forward and literally do anything that I want to do. (laughs) It's just it's so amazing <laughs> to not feel limited by like, oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't or, you know, being indecisive or not being able to share my voice with the world in any capacity, you know, um, yeah. and now that I can, I can,
0: I can have anything I want. <laughs> you know, you're a magical freaking queen being and. <laughs> You know, like you're here doing this podcast and, you know, it's like going out to thousands of people that are going to hear it. And it's like just the beginning and just the start of you really taking your business to the next level too, because anytime you work on sexuality, it's such a base level function. (laughs) I mean, not to downgrade it or diminish it by any means, but it's such a foundation of how we show up in our lives in general and every single area. So I'm excited to see um where your business goes from here. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well tell us what was your favorite part of the program? There's so many different components, right? Um tell us about that. There is,
1: yeah, gosh. I think one of the big, not so obvious things was just the connection with the other women in the group. Like every time we did a group coaching session, you know, somebody would bring something up and you know, at least half of us would hop on and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm experiencing the same thing. Like I'm with you. I feel you. And just, you know, despite how different we were from, you know, age, race, background, sexual orientation, or whatever you, we were all different, but there was so much um, underlying that was the same, the types of traumas we've experienced and um, or, yeah, just the way that we judge ourselves or think about ourselves, um, just to see that, like, oh, it's not weird (laughs) that, you know, I'm having this experience, whatever it is, because, you know, almost everybody on this call is also in that same boat. Um, and I think growing up, I was conditioned. I think a lot of us were conditioned and, um, to like pitting women against each other, you know, it's like, even from school, like, oh, who's the popular crowd? Who's the nerds or the dorks or whatever. And it's always like against each other. And it's, it's so frightening to feel that you have to be in competition (laughs) with women, like your whole life, even becoming a mother, it becomes like, oh, you know, when did your child start sleeping through the night? Oh, when did they take their first step? Oh, well, you know, mine did it like, you know, three months before yours and <laughs> foo on you. So, you know, it's just like, it's like everything feels like a competition um, or it did for me um, when it came to other women, but just seeing how we are so similar, and how we can all connect, and how we're so much more powerful when we come together and we work together and we heal our traumas and all of that together. That was that was really powerful for me. So I <laughs> would, um, you know, I'm excited to create those types of relationships in my life now to need to get closer with women in my life and not be you know, afraid of being judged or anything like that, because you know, just realizing we're all <laughs> we're all struggling with the same stuff. Um, just having also the accountability to do our, you know, daily rituals and practices. And it's something that I'd been wanting to do. I'm like, I know I'll feel better if I do this, but I just didn't have any kind of motivation to take care of myself but um, within this container you definitely provide that accountability um, and encouragement and you know there's no shaming or anything like that if you don't do it but just having that and being able to establish those daily rituals and routines like it's it's helped in so many aspects of my life so I'm very grateful for that That I'll be able to take these practices on beyond our time together.
0: So (laughs) amazing. So cool. Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, tell us who do you think or what type of woman should join this program in the future? Um,
1: I'd really like to say that it's a program for. Everyone, like anybody who does it, will get uh, something amazing out of it. Um, but I think you have to be aware that you <laughs> that you have these issues, and they're not, you know, it's not normal to feel that way that you do. Just because you know fifty other women around you also feel that way, doesn't mean that it's right. <laughs> Um, And you can fix it. So, yeah, you kind of have to be in that space where you want to feel better, you want to do better, you want to be better. And even just being aware that there's something (laughs) that can change. Um, Yeah, just (laughs) everybody, but not the people who aren't ready for it. I don't know. (laughs) You have to be at this point where you you're willing to receive the teachings because they are so powerful, sometimes really uncomfortable, (laughs) but so incredibly worth it. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Anything else that you'd like to share with everyone listening before we wrap up? I'd say if you're on the fence about
1: joining the program, just jump in and do it and... Thank yourself later.
0: (laughs) Thank yourself later, yes. (laughs) Ask for forgiveness later. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, the last day to join is March 2nd for this next round. Uh, and you can go and find all of the details and apply at www.tillystorm.com forward slash centrally dash embodied dash woman. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Amira. Thank you for having me, Tilly. Bye. <laughs> Bye.